You're listening to The Nerd Cave Show, coming to you live from Audio Crazy's living room, where I tied up the beard and he's sitting in the back. Shush, beard, drink your happy juice. You can follow us on www.nerdcaveshow.com, or you can go to Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdcaveshow. And now, on with the show. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another wonderful, happy, joyous, and questionable, always questionable, Nerd Cave Show. Good evening, everybody. We have a lot to go on, and over the past two weeks, could, could we have like at, at least toned the news and the excitement down just a little bit? Like, Disney hit us with a couple of... Uh, what do you call them? Just left and right hooks right after it. Just, just swinging at us with, you know, all the uh, new trailers that are coming out. Mandalorian. Uh, like, do we even need to have the Mandalorian trailer? It's not out until next year. And I understand that we're doing this big deal, but it's just like, did you have to hit us in the feels that hard? But they did. They We got all the trailers. Uh, we had a ton of news. Freaking EVGA news, which I'm going to go into tonight. Um uh, we, let's see here. We've been dealing with House of the Dragon. Um, oh, geez, something that happened today, and I got to think. Uh, appreciate somebody for stuff. It, it, we've had too much going on, and I'm literally he- sitting here having to, you know, uh, suck down and uh, copious amounts of happy juice tonight just in order to mentally prepare myself and get ready and to calm the anxiety down just a little bit just so I can present most of it. I literally had to sit there and go, okay, I've only got so much time, but you guys gave me, like, four hours where there's like I almost I came really close I'm not gonna lie I came really close last week I was like no I gotta do a podcast but one thing after another things just started happening and I just couldn't get around to it it was just one of those times where it was just too much going on and uh you know we had all the trailers but I also had extra work and we've had stuff going on um, family stuff, personal stuff, stuff going on. Too much. I went into. Okay, I needed a drink. Mm, mm, mm. Happy juice, do your magic. All right. So, with everything going on, uh, I, I kind of narrowed it down to a couple of items. Um, first thing I got to talk about, and I'm going to go into this a little bit. Am I, is it strange that I was really, really enjoying House of the Dragon? I've really been enjoying that show. Uh, I haven't watched it with my my daughter uh, for obvious reasons. But now that we've gotten to the whole um, uncle-niece situation, is it wrong that I don't want to watch anymore? I'm literally at that point. I li- they literally started doing... Uh, well, maybe maybe they just kind of do, and then some people have posted images on it. What's like? Was, I hate when people post stuff, and I get, I I have to look, and it gives me a glimpse of what's coming, so it kind of ruins things for me. But it was like I caught glimpse that they're going to continue with that thing, and I'm like, oh, can we not do that? So. If that's going to be a part of this show, uh, I mean, I'm not telling people to stop watching it. I, if, you, if you're loving the show, please watch it. Please enjoy it. It's just one of those things where I don't enjoy watching incest. And 
I'm not going to. <laughs> that's a, that's the that's as plain as it gets. As I'm not going to watch it. So I think that whole it, it may be good. It may be great. Uh, it's probably going to set them up properly, and they're probably going to have a great show. But I'm not going to watch it, and I, I just I'm weird that way. Um, so if if anybody sends any stuff and they're like, oh, did you see this? Like, uh, no. I didn't watch this week's because they did um, some stuff that I don't appreciate. I don't enjoy. It's not something I enjoy watching. And it's one of those deals where I look at them like, Ew. you know, I, I'm sitting there like a little kid going, ew, I'm, I don't like that. So that's kind of where I'm at. on. It. If anybody's curious about House of the Dragon, I was loving it. But if that's where they're going with it, I, I, I just I'm just going to stop watching it because you know, I encourage anybody else, if you're enjoying it, please watch it. I'm not saying telling anybody else to stop watching it. Me personally, I think I'm done. <laughs> just, I just the way it is. Um, yeah, I, I just don't enjoy that kind of stuff. Anyway, beyond that, I love the dragons. Dragons were actually beautiful. It was actually starting to be a really, really good show, but that's just what it is. Um, so, which order do I need to go in here? Me take another drink. Mm-hmm. Mm. Let, you know what? Let's uh, tonight. Uh, we're gonna do the. Well, this was hit, this little article was hit me up. Um, this came from um, uh, Hop, one of my coworkers. He uh, sent he sent me this, and it was just like it was something that came out today. And actually, this is news that's been go, rumor been hitting the rumor mill for well over a month now. I think even longer than that. I was doing some read up on it. Um, and that is the Punisher rumored to uh, return to MCU uh, in uh, in the upcoming Daredevil: Born Again. And if anybody uh, doesn't understand, uh, not quite sure what's going on, the uh, Daredevil, being as uh, Netflix no longer has the MCU stuff that all finally got pulled back to Marvel, uh, Marvel's decided that they're going to turn use the Daredevil: Born Again to reintroduce or bring those characters back. Um, and it's really, really cool. Um, currently, the rumor mills are going to bring back, um, who is it? It's John uh, John Benethal, uh, who played the Punisher. And uh, now they had planned, or one of the rumors was, is they were planning on bringing uh, Jessica Jones, Kristen Ritter, but unfortunately, there's scheduling conflicts. And if you look at it currently, um, one of her uh, her TBAs is an upcoming miniseries called Love and Death, um, where she plays Sherry Kleckler. And I'm, I'm going to be watching that, but she's probably tied up in that and can't make it into... Uh, I mean, maybe they can squeeze her in for an episode or something. I don't know. But it looks like uh, they're going to get uh, uh, John Benethal, uh, Bernathal, sorry. I am, I butcher names, people. That's what I do. I'm horrible at it. But uh, that's who's going to be bringing up. I mean, we'll probably see more other characters. But um, it is going to be a, a, a TV series on Disney Plus, as most of you guys already know. I mean, I've been 
kind of watching all this. Um, it was rumored that uh, Daredevil was going to have a role within She-Hulk, but then they found out, oh, no, 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 we're doing our show. Now, this still could happen. It's still, you know, there's a good chance we're going to see it. I mean, hell, we just saw the helmet. If you guys have been watching, and I'm not going to do any big spoilers here, but we saw the Daredevil golden helmet. So we're definitely in for some massive, massive treats. So that's what's going on with that. Um, I, I know for over the month they've been rumoring it, but it seems like the rumors are becoming a bit more concrete. Um, let's see here. So, uh, Tom Smith had tweeted, uh, Born Again is reintroducing the Netflix characters to the mainstream. They plan to bring Ritter, but there's a scheduling problem for Born Again, so they needed another Netflix star to fill the role. It's John Benethal. Wouldn't be shocked if Ritter cameos, though. So th there's rumors that said we also have uh, the other characters that uh, were, were in Netflix. So that is as of late. And like I said, there was a bunch of the, a bunch of those came out this today, which kind of th these rumor mills, like I said, these room, uh, this rumor mill has been going for well over a month now. And th but there was a bunch of tweets that popped out today and that kind of add a little bit more concrete to it. So we're looking forward to that. Um, I I'm excited for it. I'm curious to see, because uh, they're probably in the process now of getting people set up and then starting to write scripts. So excitement, excitement. I'm so looking forward to it. Uh, I know most of you guys too. All right, moving on. Uh, what do we got here? Ah, tonight's Indie Game Spotlight. Now, all as you guys know, uh, I, I like to go out and pick a indie game that's either out or coming out. And um, these are small, either one or a very tiny uh, development team in making a game. And the one that I'm bringing, uh, the one I'm showing off, I, it came across my Twitter and I saw it. And I was like, that looks amazing. And it is coming out in October 22nd or uh, October 18th of next month. So October eighteenth, twenty twenty two. If those of you guys are listening later in the later in the future, um, the game is called Deadlink, and the game looks amazing. It's kind of like a uh, mesh between. It, it's it's very much a cyberpunk, but I can see a lot of influences from like Doom, Doom Eternal, and I see I do see some influences from. Uh, 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 geez, I just I was thinking of it earlier and uh, drawing a, drawing a blank on it now. But uh, uh, Borderlands, there it is. So this game, uh, it, it's a uh, it's a uh, it's current. You can go uh, you can go and wishlist it on Steam right now, and it is a gut what they call a guns blazing. Cyberpunk FPS with roguelike elements. Your mission is to uh, conduct covert ops while piloting a humanoid combat shell. And no, covert does not mean quiet. And it looks really amazing. Uh, I, I, I caught it a while back. And it came across my feed again today. I was like, oh, I got to talk about this one because it comes out next month. More people need to... Uh, uh, put this on their wish list. Um, there is some early access going on right now, so um, uh, you most likely can get in. I don't know what the current pricing is. I haven't seen it, but 
essentially is you are, you are the corporate, you are the corporate security agency's greatest weapon. And your job is to make sure the corporations and their shady deals are anything but secure. With the team at HQ backing you up, you're tossed headfirst into the fray where, the, where a military operation with plausible deniability can fix things for a fraction of the cost of a hopeless court case. <laughs> oh, I love the, love the description on this thing. So it is a fast-paced first-person shooter. Um, like I said, a bunch of the weapons and the way they move things, it does have, looks like it has some telekinesis kind of things or... Uh, maybe a push-pull mechanic, uh, lots of weapons, uh, lots of kind of fast movement, fast pace. Um, it it looks a little, uh, it looks really exciting. Uh, system requirements not that extreme. It's uh, let's see here, AMD FX eighty three fifty or an Intel i five. Uh, 3570, like really low in game specs. Six gigs of RAM. Um, oh, that's a processor. Sorry. Um, yeah, a third gen Intel or a FX8350. And uh, you need a 7970 or an NVIDIA 60, uh, 680 with two gigs of uh, video RAM. It recommended they do say a 590 or a 1060, which I believe most people should have that, and a Ryzen 5 2600 or an Intel uh, uh Fourth gen i7 is what they say, and 16 gigs of RAM. So the the specs are pretty pretty lenient, and uh, I'm pretty sure most of you guys can be, be able to play that. Especially, I know most of you guys have been upgrading quite a bit. So yeah, definitely check it out. Uh, all the links are going to be on the show notes, so go and check them out. The game is called, and I think I don't know if they were part of Realms Deep, but the game is called Deadlink. Definitely go check it out. The game looks amazing. Uh, developed by Groovy Entertainment and uh, published by SuperGG.com. But uh, yeah, you can go find it. Just search for Dead Link on uh, Steam Powered and uh, yeah, add it to your wish list. Click, click the button. Click, 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 click. All right, moving on. So this next this next bit here has me a bit upset because this one hit a little bit closer to home and I'm trying to be objective when I talk about it but let's be honest here this one this news hit me both personally and professionally because of it's going to affect my workflow and um, credit to uh what was it? Credit to, oh, that ended quickly. Let's go here. Um, that's the wrong one. I wish I could do this right. See what happens when I do this on my own? <laughs> I will click the right button eventually. I will. So, so, uh, credit to Gamers Nexus and uh, Jay's Two Cents for reporting on this because they actually got invited to um, talk to the head of EVGA. So this is the whole this whole deal is about how EVGA is uh, getting out of the graphics card market, and this is my, a lot of people think it's kind of sudden. This is actually history repeating itself, and I'll get more into that. Um, but essentially what happened was, is as both of them reported, EVGA 
has made the very hard decision to get out of being a uh, board uh, a, a board partner or basically a uh, graphics card maker. And the reason being is NVIDIA has been really difficult to deal with. Now, most people think it's all they're just getting because they can't handle it. No, you got to understand, and EVGA has been a board partner for as long as I can remember. Um, and this is not the first time a company has jumped ship from NVIDIA due to toxic behavior from NVIDIA. And... It's, it's affected their business so much that they finally just like, we can't do it anymore. Because if you, anybody's ever seen, EVGA has invested a lot of money. And, and from what they can tell, about 70% of their revenue is from graphics card sales. And for a company to finally go, we're going to shift and we're going to end what, you know, this 70% that we've been doing, we're going to end that and go different directions. It takes a lot. And there's a lot there. There's a lot there to digest. Now, why does this bother me? Well, one, I love EVGA cards. I have loved them for years. Um, there was another manufacturer I used to use that also stopped doing Nvidia years back because of similar similar, not the same, but similar situation. And basically. They jumped, and I went through a period of time where I was trying out different manufacturers, and I finally found EVGA, and I've been with them for... I've been using EVGA cards, both personally and professionally, for 15, maybe 20 years, um, mostly because they are literally the most rock-solid cards. Like, there's other manufacturers that make great cards. EVGA has always been the top for me. And over the, the over the period of all the graphics cards and power supplies I have purchased from EV, uh, purchased that were EVGA, you know, power supplies and graphics cards, I have only had to deal with their tech support twice, and both times was literally just the best customer service I've ever had the pleasure to deal with, like. I only had one time, there was one time I had a, uh, what was it, a 680 graphics card, I think it was. I can't remember. Well, no, I don't know what it was a 680. I think it was a, it was an old 600 series card. And I put it into my system. I had just built it, fired it up, got into the BIOS, and the graphics card smoked. Like I was in the BIOS and, and it was done. I was like, uh, what the heck? It was just a manufacturing defect. It happens. But needless to say, I, ca I called them and I was like, look, or I emailed them and I said, here, you, this is what happened. They're like, all right, throw it in the box, send it to us. And they shipped, they uh, speed shipped out. So it was literally, I was out of a graphics card for two weeks. And I just went back to my old one. It wasn't that big of a deal. And they shipped me out a brand new card. Like as quick as they could. And I was extremely happy. The last time was not too long ago. I was dealing with them and um, they were like, okay, we're really sorry about this. And I was like, well, what can we do? And I was like, you know what? Send me a shirt. I still have that shirt. I love that shirt. That shirt is a comfy, comfy EVGA shirt. Um, 
So me personally, like I say, when I'm talking about this is I'm really upset about this because I'm losing somebody that I have trusted for so many years. I, I've, I think I've done the calculation and I know I've done well over a hundred graphics cards in both office computers, like computers that need dual graphics cards. Um, I typically go with a, especially nowadays with everything being so graphically intensive and uh, there's a lot more 3D, I typically go with a graphics card because that way if somebody ever needs to go triple monitor, they're already set up for it. But typically when it goes, when we go with dual monitor, I never go with onboard Intel or onboard uh, AMD um, because they're just, they're okay with single monitor, but once you go dual monitor, that's when you start having issues. Even in office computers, I just, I throw in a graphics card and be done with it. But uh, um, I, I think the bulk of what I have is like the 710s, 730s. Um, I've got so many of those out in the field right now. Uh, lots and lots of 1030s. That's been the, the, the current uh, office uh, GPU of choice for me has been 1030. I just built a system with a uh, uh, 1650, and it's just a basic video editing for social media for, uh, for, uh, for an office. Um, but yeah, I've got probably close to a hundred or so graphics cards over the, you know, the span of 20 years, 15 years. Uh, I've got well over a hundred graphics cards out there. I've got over 200 power supplies. I, I know in one facility right now, I did the math on it and it was like 123 power supplies. And the reason being, I don't ever have problems with them. They're like tanks. So when I saw this, you guys, I know I'm blustering a little bit here, but whenever I had this issue, whenever I saw this, it was like, no, NVIDIA pissed off another one of my favorites. And what, how this works, the reason why I say that is years ago, I used to be with, a, I used to deal with a, uh, a video card manufacturer called FX, F. XFX, and they're still around. They just only do Radeon cards. And back in 2010, they just stopped making graphics cards. And at that time, that's when I was messing around. I think it was like uh, in 2010. But um, essentially what happened was is the decision to stop working with NVIDIA was uh, NVIDIA, being as they were working with, um, they were producing both, well, the speculative speculation was was because they were working with both AMD and NVIDIA, and uh, NVIDIA simply didn't want to send any Fermi chips to XFX, and they were encouraging channel partners not to work with FX, FX, XFX, and therefore they simply could not sell enough NVIDIA cards. So they just like, you know what, we're done. And that's, you know, the bullying tactics of N NVIDIA has been around for a long time. Um go up to today what's going on and it's it's even worse like a lot of people don't understand it, being a board partner you you need to have a great relationship with the manufacturer you're working with and nvidia just doesn't seem to have that they just i think they've had an overinflated ego and i've been slowly i'm really i'm literally at this precipice where i'm probably going to switch from nvidia over to radeon cuz i my personal system here at home i've been running a uh, a you know a, a, an amd uh, it's an older 1700x i'm i've got, I've got an old rig and uh, an old 480 radeon 480 it's my rig's old baby but it gets the job done 
it, it's, it gets the job done. It's, it's slow, but she's getting there. She's getting there. So essentially what it's going on is NVIDIA is difficult to work with. Like they would like, even though EVGA was there during some of the reveals and stuff, NVIDIA doesn't give out, like they're expecting their partners to build cards, but they will typically give drivers to the reviewers before they give the drivers for these new cards out to board partners. And that doesn't make any logical sense. I, I, I'm assuming they're trying to prevent leaks and stuff, but it's just one of those deals where, you know, it doesn't make any sense in the long term of things. And not only that, the one of the other things, and this is the big one. This really is the big one. Um, unlike AMD, NVIDIA competes with their own board partners, which I saw it years ago. And originally, when those you guys have seen, you have the NVIDIA Founders Edition cards. And typically what they, when they originally came out, they were like, here's these cards. We're going to sell a couple of them. And it gets people to see what the reference design is. So they can, uh, so when the board partners start releasing stuff, and everybody knows the Founders Editions, they're good cards, but they're not great. Most people get them because, oh, it's the Founders Edition cards. And a lot of people get them because they're just, they really are the, um, the uh, uh, what do you call them? The prestige. I got a Founders Edition card. Well, you kind of got the slower version of it, you know. Uh, NVIDIA does come out. They come out with a, a, you know, an adequate is the best way to describe it. An adequate power delivery. But if you talk to anybody, one thing everybody will will kind of agree with is you can't really overclock a Founders Edition card. A Founders Edition card basically is is it is what it is. You get what you get. You, you pop it in a computer and you use it. That's a Founders Edition card. Unlike a board partners like EVGA, MSI, uh, Gigabyte, um, Zotac, all the other manufacturers, they will take that reference design, go through it and tweak it, improve upon the power delivery. Now, all of this takes time and a ton of money. When, and all these board partners are competing with each other, so they have to spend a lot of R&D trying to one-up each other in variations of these cards. So say NVIDIA releases a the uh, Founders Edition 3090. Well, the, EV, the EVGA in them will tweak it, put better cooling on it. You know, the triple fans instead of the single fan that NVIDIA comes up with. Um, they will also improve upon the power delivery so it can overclock more stable. And uh, they may even tweak the memory timings to get better performance. Like overall, you're going to get a little bit better card because whereas NVIDIA came up with a reference design, these guys hammered on these. You know, these, these guys took these cards back to the forge and really, really polished, you know, really hammered away and, and gave a little bit better quality. But the problem is, is NVIDIA controls what the board partners can do, what they can charge. So 
you you're thinking that all oh, these these manufacturers these guys can do what no no no, no they, they can charge whatever they want and they can do all this stuff not really believe it or not there is nvidia goes okay you can do this memory configuration and you are allowed to do this stuff if you deviate from any of these specs will not work with you anymore we just won't send you chips so the manufacturers even though they're trying to work within really really strong restrictions they're having to do whatever they can to be a little bit better than the next guy that's why uh in evga like one of the things they do is they have kingpin and he goes through and really really just goes through the power delivery and everything else and tries to give as much of a better card staying within the extreme limitations that nvidia imposes not only that, but they have to limit pricing as well. And as of currently, if you go out and look, and this is the, one of the other things, uh, going back to NVIDIA competing, NVIDIA's costs on these cards is less because they're not reselling the chips to them. They're making the boards and making their, their video uh, Founders Edition cards at cost. And then they're selling them. Well, now they're selling more of these cards. It's not like, hey, we're releasing a handful of these uh, these Founders Edition and then we're done. No, now they're continuously selling the Founders Editions. They are actively competing. Not only that, they are selling these cards. If you go out and look, and I know when I looked uh, a couple of days ago, the 3090 Founders Edition is selling for right around, uh, I think it's light, right at 1100 EVGA card 3090, even though it's a better card, is selling at uh, 1399 And the problem is, is you talk with these manufacturers and they're like, yeah, we're selling these cards at a loss because we now have to compete with NVIDIA. Everybody sees that card and they're like, well, you should give us this. It's, this, it's a 3090. You have this. And, you know, they're, it's a fight. And the manufacturer's like, there's no... And that's one of the... That's one of the reasons they're doing it. It's like we're competing with the manufacturer. We're competing with NVIDIA that's supposed to be a partner, but that's not a good partner. And not only that, they're expected to make cards at a loss. So it's a real toxic environment. And in v EVGA, as, as sad as I am about it, I completely agree with them. I 100% agree with EVGA because it doesn't make any sense to keep on making a card when it costs more to make it than you're going to sell it for. And it hurts me because NVIDIA has just killed the second graphics card manufacturer I loved. I trusted and I had 100% faith in that they made amazing products. They made my professional life so much easier because I knew if I bought them, I know from experience I was going to have a 99% chance that it was just going to work flawlessly. And once again, NVIDIA has killed that. And I'm at the, that's where I'm at personally, professionally. I am probably going to start making the transition to Team Red because of this. Um, I don't, 
I can't keep up with a manufacturer that kills off. I can't keep up with a manufacturer that keeps killing off the board partners that I trust. This is the second time. The second time NVIDIA has done this. And I'm just, I'm thinking, I'm probably, if EVGA doesn't go back. Now, if EG, EVGA, some of the rumors, then they, they had asked them, are you guys going to start making Radeon cards? I go, the wording was, at this time, we're not, it was basically to the point of, at this time, we're not, we're not entertaining any ideas. We have not spoke with AMD. Now, that doesn't mean they won't in the future. Maybe there's something, maybe they had to do that for legal reasons and, you know, they technically legally cannot for some time, but it doesn't mean they can't in the future. What else does it mean? Well, here's the thing. So, um, at the same time that, um, Jay's two cents and, uh, gamers nexus, and I'll post links to the video, YouTube video, so you guys can watch them, um, that, uh, uh, they had posted about this. Uh, Jacob on EVGA from EVGA had posted in the EVGA forums. I'll have a link to that as well. He goes, "Hi all, you may have heard some news regarding the next generation products from EVGA. Please see below for uh, for a message on future products and support. EVGA will n- not carry the next generation graphics cards. EVGA will continue to support the existing existing current generation products. EVGA will continue to provide the current generation products." EVGA is committed to our customers and will continue to offer sales and support on the current lineup. Also, EVGA would like to say thank you to our great community for for the many years of support and enthusiasm for EVGA graphics cards, EVGA management. This is pretty short and sweet. Um, I'm, where do we go forward from this? Well, I honestly believe that Going Team Red on graphics cards is not off the table for them. I'm pretty sure they're kind of like, uh, we may just be getting out of the graphics card. Um, where is graphics card the only thing? No, they actually make, like I said, I've, I said it earlier, they make some of the best power supplies. I don't think I've had ever had out of the 100 plus power supplies I have purchased that I currently have running in many 24-7 operation systems have had a failure thus so far since deploying them. They just run like tanks. I, I, I Professionally, I refuse to use anything else but EVGA power supplies. From time to time, I'm forced to use some just because some uh, 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 some technicality or some other reason, or they're in, in servers. I really wish EVGA would make server power supplies. I really would. But um, they, I expect them to expand a little bit further on their power supplies. Um, EVGA has been making motherboards, and they've recently, which I don't think this is much of a surprise, um, they have recently started making AMD motherboards. They used to be Intel only motherboards, but now they're currently making in, uh, uh, AMD Ryzen motherboards. I hopefully will see them expand. I, I'm really looking forward to a further expanded. The one thing EVGA has been doing the most is um, higher tier more, uh, you know, the enthusiast motherboards, $200 and up. I would really like to see EVGA compete more with MSI 
gigabyte ASUS in the motherboard space, getting more into uh, uh, the more consumer lines. I'm talking about the, um, let's see, the 80 to $150 range motherboards. I think with their experience and uh, their knowledge, I think they would just absolutely dominate. I would really like to see someone compete more with uh, Gigabyte. Actually, most manufacturers do. Uh, Gigabyte, uh, uh, ASRock, ASUS, and uh, uh, MSI all have, ASUS calls them their CSM boards. Um, uh, I can't remember the other brands. I'm sorry I'm drawing a blank on them, but they're basically more, they're, they're less overclocking, less uh, consumer-friendly features, and they're geared more towards um, um, not servers, but uh, office computers. They are, uh, uh, Asus calls them CSM, corporate stable model. And they're basically, we've taken away the some of the frills and thrills, but our focus was more reliability. Those are the boards I tend to work with for a lot of my builds for offices and stuff. I would really like to see EVJ work into that market. I think they would just excel. I really think that even though they're going to lose 70% of their revenue with graphics cards, I think if they start expanding in a lot of the markets they're already involved in, I mean, they used to make sound cards. Uh, They make one of my favorite uh, USB, the XR1, the USB uh, video capture card. Uh, I I think they can expand further into that market and they can do well. I don't see EVGA going away because of this. I would like to see them. I'd love to see a Kingpin Radeon card. Um, hint, hint, wink, wink, nut, does. And I'm not, I'm not saying that that's not off the table for them. I'm pretty sure if AMD presents a decent kind of uh, proposal for them, I think that's something they will definitely work into. And I, I expect them to get further into what they're working with, uh, with power supplies, expanding further into that. They've actually got a really wide market in their power supplies. Um, they make insane power supplies uh, all the way up to 1,500 watts. Um, my personal favorite and what goes into the bulk of the systems I build are the $40, um, $40, uh, 500-watt power supplies. They just... They're tanks. They run for years. They've got, I think, a three-year warranty, and I got some of them that are running six, seven years now. Just no hiccups. Just flawless power supplies. And you can't. You, it, how how can you go anywhere else when you've got something that works so amazing? So, um, I expect great things from EVGA. I'm definitely looking. I am. This is the second time Nvidia's killed off one of my one of my favorite board partners. So. I think I'm going to go Team Red. I really am. Anyway, that's the end of this show tonight. Uh, thank you guys for joining me. Um, definitely check out uh, the uh, Indie Game Spotlight day link. And uh, like I said, I will be back in two weeks. Uh, AudioCrazy.com for the main website. NerdCaveShow.com for seeing all the past episodes. Or you can catch us on most of your podcast apps, iTunes, Amazon Music, stuff like that. If I've missed any, let me know. I will post a link on the website. But come out, uh, go to the Facebook page, show some love, all that stuff. Anyway, you guys have a great one. 
Have a great couple of weeks. Nerd out. Have fun. Take it easy.